Major League Hoop Season 1 presents the Starting Five. Let's go! Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to the first uh, really season, in season, I guess, uh, starting five um, and the bench. Uh, I was going to do just a starting five, but, I, but you know, we didn't really do a proper starting five on the bench last time. So why not do it now? Um, because, well, not that we didn't, but just more along the lines that it wasn't... Uh, it was post-draft. <laughs> um, no Chris today. It's just me on the show. Um, I have taken my sweet time in coming up with this starting five. Not a great not a great morning for Johnny Boy. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh, didn't have any donuts, even though I ordered them on the app. How are you Dunkin' Donuts and you just don't have donuts? Any pastries? Uh, the Dunkin' Donuts down the street for me, not... Uh, it's just been going downhill. Um, but let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, basketball. Uh, no Chris today. Uh, Chris was unable to make it. Um, but we are going to soldier on nonetheless. Uh, I did a usual thing, John thing, if you will, uh, which is kind of do like, uh, excess work for no reason, uh, other than self enjoyment, I guess, uh, out of this league. Um, which is, uh, I took all of the numbers from everybody, um, all of the stats for the week, and I actually went through on each matchup, counted how many games each team played, uh, like how many players played game on each team, and I compiled a list of the uh, average uh, average numbers per game. Um, I, last year I did this. I did this per minute basis, but. Per minute basis is kind of um, stupid because you're still streaming guys anyways. And, uh, you know, if we counted per minutes, then I would have already won because Rob Williams is a god at per minute. Um, but let's uh, let's just dive right into it. So uh, coming in at number 12, I had Jimmy. No one really played uh, more than three games on his team. Uh, no one really played three games actually on his team. And uh, he had a couple of unlucky streams. Norm Powell going down when he was having a really, you know, pretty great game actually up until that point. Coupled with like an atrocious like free throw and assist, uh, free throw percentage and assist really kind of did him in. I expect Jimmy to really be better. Um, I think it was just a string of bad luck. And I would, uh, yeah, probably see him on the, uh, on here before the season's out. Uh, coming in at number 11, I have Justin. Uh, Justin Phil, he kind of he kind of got a lot of, uh, uh, I should say, like a lot of, a lot of this was because of the trade that he made with Chris involving Zion, right? I mean, he traded two of his starters in Nikhil Alexander-Walker and John Collins 
for somebody who's going to be on his bench in which me or somebody who's going to be on his IR for the time being, which means that you're going to have to, you know, make up for that with waiver wire guys making up John Collins and Nikhil Alexander Walker numbers and Nikhil Alexander Walker has been going off. Um, it's just not going to translate well. And, you know, you, you kind of saw that with his numbers throughout the week. You know, I mean, he averaged <laughs> he averaged 12.69 points per game. Uh, he only started 25 games. Sorry, 26 games. Jimmy started 25. 12.69 points per game, 0.61 blocks, uh, 1.19 steals, which is actually pretty good. Um, and then uh, and the blocks are kind of mediocre. Uh, but when it gets really kind of dicey is the fact that he only had uh, 0.846 three-pointers made per game. You know, that's just not going to cut it for you. It's not going to boost up your adjusted field goal percentage, which was at 42.86%. And yeah, so you're going to lose games out of that way. Um, so I, I'm i sure that he's going to bounce back. It's just, you know, kind of, uh, kind of feeling the pain of uh, some guys who just you know, weren't really cutting it, like Fred Van Vliet, for example. He just looked remarkably mediocre this week. Um, but that's kind of Fred Van Vliet's MO, in my opinion, but I'm not going to talk about Fred Van Vliet playing 50 minutes on here. Uh, number 10, I had myself. Um, look, I had a couple of bad things like, uh, you know, Garland not playing and uh, Jalen Brown going down and then having like a mediocre game from Jalen Brown after a really good game. But the th- truth of the matter is Joe Harris, Jordan Poole, Devontae Graham, they look remarkably underwhelming and kind of overshadow how good Bob Williams has been in these first couple of games. Um, I had a couple of good streams with Cam Reddish and uh, DeAndre Melton. Uh, somebody else I streamed in there. I think it was like Seth Curry or something, maybe. Um, I had a couple of good streams, kept it close with Chris, uh, but at the end I just wasn't able to really make up the ground I lost. Um, hopefully I can figure out a way to turn it around, but we'll see. I, I, it's going to be tough to make a climb out of the bottom here. Um, so, yeah, out of the bottom. Yeah, it's week one. <laughs> But I don't, I don't like the way the numbers are faring for me right now. Uh, number nine, I had Pete. Uh, it was mostly bad luck. Uh, I mean that he tied. I mean he tied. You know, <laughs> the people, the rest of the people on here are either tied or uh, kind of won, except for one person. And I'm gonna, that's gonna be like the nuke take that everybody's gonna give me crap for. Um, Pete had mostly bad luck. Uh, but you know, D'Angelo Russell and Conley really need to play better. Uh, Seth Curry, I think it's a fantastic ad especially with Ben Simmons kind of playing this weird Ben Simmons mind game here. Uh, And yeah, I mean, he still has Dane Willard, Anthony Davis, and was able to get a tie with the team that is actually uh, the next team that I have on here. Next team that I have on here coming in at number eight, I have Noel. Um, You know, just rename your team Kevin Durant instead of Team Richards. Uh, That's literally what what his team was. I give Noel a lot of credit for cutting Reggie Jackson uh, after drafting him. You know, I mean, especially with like one of the, I think it was like the third to third la, third to last round, second to last, yeah, third to last round. Um, when you use a pick on a guy like so like that, like you kind of sometimes people feel really attached and like, oh well, I got to make the most of this. But Noel really kind of turned the page pretty quickly and was like, no, you know what, it's not going to happen with him. I can't waste time, and uh, I think it really helped him kind of get this tie right here. Um, great free throw percentage this week from Noel with 81.71. That's actually the highest 
in the league. Um, he had the second highest points per game in the league at uh, 18.57. Uh, the only team that was higher was uh, was actually Chef Curry with a pot, uh, 18.68. And yeah, I think it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough team to beat this year, Noel's team. Um, and uh, yeah, you know the only the only down thing was really the the blocks um, at a uh, 0.423 per game uh, but everything else is kind of either middle of the road or definitely higher up so nice job by Noel uh, coming in at number 7 Kyle um, losing Kyle Lowry uh, not Kyle Lowry sorry losing Drew Holiday um, it's rough um, but kind of it, with Kyle's team it's kind of the uh, you know it's kind of that's what can happen like he, he tied last week. He tied Paul. Um, but a team with, you know, Seth Curry or Steph Curry, sorry, and uh, DeAndre Ayton and Carl Anthony Towns, you kind of expect a little more than a tie. But, and even with the outstanding play, really, from Miles Turner, Mobamba was a great ad. Um, it, it, it's going to be kind of, how do I put this? If you have a lot of centers and the other pieces here are not big scorers necessarily like Duncan Robinson and Robert Covington. Um, then it's going to be kind of, like I said, it's going to be kind of middle of the road and you're kind of over, you're, you're going to rely on those shooting percentages to take it up to the next notch for you. Um, but if you're not really, if these guys aren't really hitting their shots and everything, it's going to be a little bit difficult. And that's kind of what happened with Kyle this week. Um, you know, he actually had the second lowest free throw percentage, um, aside from who is not playing, who had just an abysmal 61.9%. But Kyle had a 71.64% uh, free throw percentage, um, coupled with, you know, some of the, like, the lowest, I think the third lowest uh, points per game at 15.28%. Um, the steals weren't necessarily that great, which is kind of surprising because Kyle usually has pretty good defensive stats, but actually the lowest steals in the league uh, with uh, 0.75 steals per game. And then we talked about it before, but uh, how Kyle wasn't going for assists. Uh, however, the second lowest assist in the league at 2.53 compared to who is not playing uh, or who is not starting to, I can't remember the name of Jimmy's team, um, 2.53 compared to 2.52. Um and then also the rebounds weren't they weren't what you'd expect uh, from that many centers. Like even if those other centers played, Kyle was still averaging six point three two rebounds per game. And if you're looking at the other ones, you have Chris six point three four, Hypebeast seven point four six, uh, Ian seven point three one. Uh, even. Uh, who is not playing 7.24. So it's still really kind of middle of the road for rebounds, even though having that many centers. Um, and I understand like some of them you can't, you can't start, but I, it's just a little weird. Um, so yeah, I mean, I expect Kyle to maybe make a deal um, and ship one of them off. Uh, whether it's Bamba or Mitchell Robinson or Aiton, um, or even Miles Turner, because uh, he has uh, he has a whole slew of them. But 
the other positions are lacking remarkably. Um, however, it's Kyle. So when you have Kyle Anthony Towns and Stephen Curry, you're going to probably compete. Uh, at number six, at the team he tied with, I uh, had Paul's team. I think Paul just has a better team. Um, and that's kind of the reason why, uh, why that's the main reason why I put him over him. But I mean, Paul's team, just look at it. Like you had a couple of underperformers, like James Harden kind of underperformed last week. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler underperformed a little bit. Like these are guys who, you know, who are going to perform better than they did. Do you know who led Paul's team in blocks last week? Lonzo Ball. He had six of them. So, I mean, I think that, you know, you couple that with Nurkic. Kemba Walker, I think, is dead. I think I I honestly, this might be a, a nuke take for some people, but I, I don't see any use in rostering Kemba Walker. I think he's droppable. I don't think that those flashes are going to be worth your time. I think if he gets injured, I think that it could be even more disastrous uh, to then just be down that player I'd rather just stream guys and like look at matchups and see what I can do or if somebody is really interested in him you know do a two for one Malik Beasley I don't know what happened I guess now that he's coming off the bench he's just not shooting anymore that's kind of rough for Paul uh but Duarte the the ad and then drop and then the ad and then drop for Duarte has been great Tim Hardaway Jr. looks fantastic um, even Kelton Johnson's averaging 20 points per game. He's, I mean, that's all he does, but it's been, uh, it gets steals. But anyways, Paul's team is really nice. And, uh, I think that it's only going to be, uh, it's only going to be more difficult to beat him as the season goes along. And if he gets TJ Warren, Jamal Murray, um, <laughs> it's going to be a pain in the neck. Uh, so now let's kick it off. This is the starting five. So. Let's get into number five. And in number five, uh, I might get a little flack for this, but I'm going to put the team that's seven and one. Uh, Steven, um, this this was, uh, you know, I talked about Jimmy's team, the team that's in uh, that I put in last. Uh, Steven's team, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think that Derek White is going to put up these crazy numbers again. I don't know that Evan Fournier just gets up for big games and then just disappears. Um, but that being said, Steven's been an animal on the wire. Um, and that's kind of why he was able to uh, to win big. That coupled with Sabonis and Zach Levine don't hurt. Um, but if you look at his team, there's nothing really there that you're like, wow, that's incredible. No, he's just been crazy on there. And that's why he was able to put up deep, you know, big enough numbers to uh, to win last week. Um, however, that being said, if you, uh, if we're looking at all of the, all of the numbers, uh, as a whole here, um, Steven only averaged 15.0 points per game, uh, 0.58 blocks, 1.2 steals, which is okay. Uh, 3.58 assists again, which is pretty good. Uh, it's, it's kind of like, like maybe top five, um, 6.05 rebounds, which it's not great. Uh, that's actually the second, sorry, third lowest out of anybody. Um, and 1.35 three-pointers, which is, again, towards the lower half. 75% free throw, again, lower half. Um, and then 50, 52% uh, adjusted field goal percentage, which, okay. 
But the thing is, is that it doesn't matter because Steven started the most guys out of anybody in this league. He had 34 games played. Uh, the next closest was Chris and I tied at 32. So when you're playing nearly 10 games more than your opponent, those counting stats are going to matter. And I think that's why his team, I don't think the numbers on a per game basis are going to translate and make you think, oh, well, this is going to be, you know, this team isn't that good or anything. It's going to be the sheer volume that he's able to get out of the, uh, out of the streams, um, and kind of plan things out. So Steven, congrats on, uh, you know, not being able to make the draft and then being in first, uh, week one, um, coming in at number four, I have Ian, um, Ian with a nice win last week. Uh, I mean, this is, you know, Giannis and Luca. That's what it is. Uh, over team Fleming. Uh, Fleming, uh, like I said, we already talked about Justin's team. Um, but Ian's team, you know, as a whole, getting uh, getting some decent usage out of, uh, out of Montrez Harrell, uh, Wiggins, um, Toby Harris. Great. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's comes down to Luca Giannis and Rudy Gobert. Like I said, that those three guys are going to kind of tell it all. I think Ian could use a few more pieces now that we've had week one. Um, clearly my rankings didn't mean anything after the, after the draft, nor should they, but, uh, yeah, I think Ian might need a little, uh, might need a few more pieces to really, uh, to really make a statement. I don't know if it's dealing one of these guys, dealing somebody for a couple of supporting roles. I don't know if Ian feels comfortable about that, but for the time being, great team, great win. So I would expect, and like a team with Giannis and Luca is going to be in the top like five probably all season. So it's going to be difficult to beat Ian, barring knock on wood any injury. Uh, coming in at number three. Now this is, whew, <laughs> this is where you guys are going to. Uh, this is maybe the most aggressive ranking I have ever made in all of the times that I have recorded this show. And uh, and I might get crap for it, but I don't care. Number three, I'm putting uh, Chef Curry with the pot. Um, and you might be asking me, John, what do you, he lost two to six. His team is actually really outstanding and really scary after week one. Julius Randle looks like he could be the best player in fantasy. Couple that with Joel Embiid. Couple that with Devin Booker. Gordon Hayward, uh, flashy, whatever. But the ads. Harrison Barnes has been playing out of his mind. Michael Bridges is looking like the t typical Michael Bridges who's going to get you threes and, and points and defensive stats. Evan Mobley is maybe the most useful rookie we have seen since... I'll say Luca. Um, not not disrespect to you know, um, Lamelo last year and uh, Anthony Edwards, but from a pure fantasy standpoint, Evan Mobley looks ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And then the ads of Tyrese Maxey, Ricky Rubio, who I I don't know, and like this is with Kyle Lowry kind of playing like trash. This is a team with Kyrie on the bench if he plays at all this season. Clay Thompson, Cade Cunningham. These are other pieces for a team that's already up there. And you may be thinking, John, what well, is still again, you they lost two to six. Okay. 
Let's go to the stats. Okay. 80% from free throw, which is top four. Uh, 2.04 from three, which is top five. 18.68 points per game on only 25 games. That's the least amount of games that was played out of any team, like out of any team. It was tied with uh, Jimmy. 18.6 points per game. Still average for 25 games, 467 points. He was able to get out. One block per game. He had 25 blocks in 25 games. He's averaging one block per game. The steals, steals are up there, 0.92, not too bad. It's definitely in the upper half. The assists are most certainly there. The rebounds could do a little bit better. Three-pointers, they're up there to compete. So, yeah, I think I think this is a very, very good team that had that was up against another very, very good team. Um, but I think that this is... It's just outstanding depth, and uh, it's going to be a very, very, very tough team to beat, and that's why, that's why I have Avery at at, uh, at the number three spot. Uh, number two, I have the man who beat me, uh, the man who, you know, wheeling and dealing. And I'll, I'll say it: ja 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 ja. Let me say: ja 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 ja. That's that's the number two team, Chris. He's going to have a pretty tough matchup this week against, uh, you know, Kyle. But the moves Chris has made have really put him in a great position. LeBron, Ja, CJ McCollum, who whenever the first couple games of the season comes out, CJ's always like, oh, I'm here. Let me let me just go go nuts. Von Chunas, who's been looking great since, uh, since Zion isn't playing. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. <laughs> I mean, John Collins hasn't even played his best ball yet. But specifically, John Morant has looked phenomenal. He's looked absolutely phenomenal. And uh, Chris should be very happy about that pick. Um, you know, averaging 8 assists, 1.3 steals, 3.7 rebounds, 35 points per game. Having him and LeBron is going to be pretty tough to beat. Pretty tough indeed. And I think that the difference between his team and, say, Ian or Paul's team, I just think the supporting cast is a lot better. And I think that Chris isn't done wheeling and dealing on this stuff. So, yeah, I uh, I give Chris a lot of credit on uh, on really building a, a solid team that I just, I mean, that, that, that Zion trade was, was brilliant, especially for him. Um, moving on here, number one, the legend, Reese. Uh, team, uh, the Quad City hype beast, if you will. Um, they've delivered. They've really delivered. I mean, I didn't, you know, you go top to bottom, everybody's pretty much in the plus. Miles Bridges is ridiculous. Did anyone see this? I mean, c- clearly Reese did. I I think I even have him on a, on a couple teams, but like this is this is stupid. Two point seven steals, 
25 points per game, eight rebounds, 2.73 pointers. Let's go to the free throw percentage, mind you. Nine point, he's <laughs> shooting 93.8% from free throw. And it's not like he's averaging, like, it's not like he's not getting to the line. He's getting to the line 5.3 times per game. And the adjusted field goal percentage is in the 600s. Miles Bridges is unreal right now. I don't know if it's sustainable, uh, but it's, it's definitely unreal. Tyler Hero, you know, this was kind of, uh, this is kind of what we were all, like, wondering about. Like, when we were like, oh, yeah, you know, this is what I was talking about. I'm like, I think people just kind of forgot he existed. Acting like he just had a terrible, you know, year last year or something when he didn't. Acting like Victor Oladipo is going to take his job. He's not. Talahiro looks outstanding. Bam. Obviously, you're missing out on the steals right there, but he's still doing his thing. His team is built. Michael Porter Jr. hasn't even gotten started yet. You know, Anthony Edwards looks phenomenal. This team is scary. And that's why I have them in first right now. At least for the time being. Uh, that is going to uh, do it for the uh, starting five and the bench. Uh, thank you all for a very, very competitive week one. I'm looking forward to week two. I'm looking forward to week three, four, five, six, however many, even into the postseason. Uh, it's going to be a great year. Uh, really, really some great competitiveness early on. Great ads and drops. I uh, love the activity. I, uh, I hope if you... You know, even if you don't like if you're able to just uh, check your team like at least, you know, once a week at the beginning of the week, set the rock roster and stuff like that. I did see a couple guys on people's benches that may have made a little bit of a difference, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, have a great week, everyone. I will be back with Chris on probably Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday. We'll see about that. Um, but yeah. Have fun. Uh, got the trade block up and running on the uh, Discord. Oh, and please, 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 please uh, vote on the uh, poll on the league page. Uh, I am not going to take it down until I get all the votes. Um, right now, it's uh, next season. Should we allow teams to not have two keepers or make it mandatory every team keeps two players? Right now, I'm not voting in this, but uh, it looks like we're going to keep uh, the way it is right now, three votes allow teams to not have two keepers. That has three votes. Uh, so right now, that's in the lead, and looks like we, you know, we might have uh, might have that going. Uh, so, anyways, take care, everybody. Have a great week, and I will catch you on the next time we do this. <laughs> take care.